Hi, I'm Barb. And I'm Rafaela. And this is Recovery, Recovery 201. Eh, we're getting better. It's close enough. I tried to read your lips. That's how <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We're back. Yay, we're back. I'm so excited for today's podcast because um, it's a really good friend of mine. But first, hey, Barb, how are you handling quarantine? I am handling quarantine probably as well as can be expected. I um, I have made a new project for myself, and I'm making homemade masks. And um, so I've taught myself how to sew. And can you see my masks? Oh, I love that. Oh, wow. And um, we found headbands and stuff. And so I've really... Um, been keeping in touch with my friends that way because they've been coming to pick up orders and even though we're contactless um we don't like I just leave them on the outside of the door but I can see people and we get to say hi and you know so that's really nice and um I've heard from a lot of old friends in like Chicago and stuff like that so it's nice and I figured out how to do the mailing so I've got like 10 packages ready to go for tomorrow. Like, it's just, I, I think I accidentally started a business. Or, it's, awesome, or a know? charity. I don't know, because I'm not charging people. So I'm just asking for donations. So maybe I have a charity now. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> That's awesome that you find all these opportunities, you know, to to serve the community in these trying times. Yeah, I really, you know, I'm such a servant that I really like to serve the Lord in different ways and, and reach out and help my community, but there was nothing for me to do here. I can't, I have to stay home. So if I'm staying home, I gotta be busy. And so it worked out. So, I wanna read something. What are you doing, Ralph? Yeah, what do you wanna read? What you got for us? I want to read this Bible verse that just popped out for me. Okay. So I am not the one living now. It is Christ living in me. I still live in my body, but I live by faith in the Son of God. He is the one who loved me and gave himself to save me. Galatians 2.20. 100%. Man. Yep. I think it's perfect. Yes, that and is perfect I for me. I have these set up on my on my watch that it pops out with verses or whatever so to bring me back to god yes like okay god like if it's god knocking or calling me or something oh that's so good <laughs> anyways but i've been you know i've been doing really good i think all things considered yeah what have everybody's you been up alive. to yeah <laughs> and um you know yesterday was rough Patrick woke up on the wrong side of the bed, so oh, that happens to all a of bad us. Day. <laughs> Everybody has a bad day. So he started rough. He got better as the day went on. You know, I I wanted to go for a walk because I have gained probably um, X amount of pounds already on this quarantine. Oh, just X? And I've I've gained double X, so. <laughs> yeah, it's double. It's double. <laughs> Anyway, I'm, for <laughs> I'm not either but I still get it so I'm like maybe I should go for a walk and he didn't want to go and I was like it's illegal for me to leave you home alone so get on your bike you know when you start talking with you before I lose it 
I'm trying to have a nice walk. Get on your bike and let's go. Please. So he was Please. Like that. <laughs> hey, Patrick. Hi, hey, Patrick. Hi. We love you. You're so big now. Oh, well, let's introduce our friend. Introduce your friend. <laughs> they're they're quiet sitting in their watch. <laughs> but well, introduce you guys your... have heard Megan. Yeah. Welcome to Recovery Two Hundred One. Welcome, so Megan. I'm glad to be here. Thank Woo, you for having me. Round of applause. I'm so happy you said yes. You know because this is extra special for me. I think it, I, I talk all the time. There is it's very different type of relationship to have with someone that have seen you before yeah and know you now yeah instead of just somebody that knows you now because you know i hear it all the time especially to me i would never thought i would never imagine and right? then, you know what I mean? they're like no way really and, and, and it's great and i love that because thank god we don't look like the things we've done yeah. right yeah but yeah, right. When somebody that has seen you on your worst and seen how God has changed your life, it's like, you get it, wow. you know? Yeah. It's like W-O-W. You're going to say to like, oh, because you're just like, that's only God. Right. It's God. It, it's Jesus. Only he can do that. Only he can transform, you know, that trash yeah. into a masterpiece, you know? Yeah, and you know, I could there's a lot of reasons why I say trash you know I wasn't the best person um I hurt a lot of people yeah tell us a um, little of your story drugs, Megan. alcohol I hurt everybody in my family um I rebelled majority of my life because of things that happened to me in my past it just took a hold of me and like a roller coaster ride like I just did not stop for how long you Megan <clears throat> when did you um, start well, I was molested and raped multiple times when I was younger. Mm. Um, so sorry. And I tried to kill myself multiple times. I was uh, beat up in school and kicked down and made fun of and um, moped and, or mocked and people gossiped about me and they even though they pretend they were my friends to my face. Um, that was just the majority of my life. My parents, you know, separated when I was 13. How was your childhood? Like, did you have a normal childhood? Did you have a traumatic childhood? How was that? It was traumatic. It was very traumatic because um, I have a twin brother, and we were we were kind of close, you know, because nobody can explain the bond between twins. It's it's something you can't really explain unless you're a twin. And my mom treated us differently than my older sister, and my younger brother. So we were the middle children. And so we were the forgotten children. So we acted out in multiple ways of rebelling, trying to get attention. Because that was the only way we got it. And it's, you know, you realize that when you have kids, you're like, that's why I acted that way. Mm -hmm. And you don't realize it until you're older and you have kids. Like, why is my kid acting out so much? Why all they want to do is misbehave. Why? Because they're acting out because they want attention. Yeah. Stop what you're doing. Put your phone down. You know, put down your paintbrush. You know, that's I tell myself. Uh, put down yeah. the paintbrush and go spend time with your kids. You know, and 
it's just crazy looking at that. Looking at it now, I'm like, wow. <laughs> but all that could have, you know, a lot of that could have been um, avoided if I was, we were treated the same. And so that's something I strive for, being a mother of two boys. If I buy something for one, the other one gets something. If I, um, if we're out to eat and, you know, he wants a sweet treat, then the other one gets a sweet treat. Like, I always try to tell him that what's yours is his and what's his is yours. Yeah. It's not his. It's not yours. Right. You guys share. I don't care what it is. So we got them pads so they can, you know, do their learning games and stuff on them. We, eat, we got them each a pack. How old are your kids? Uh, my youngest is going to be two, May 18th. Mm. And my oldest is going to be five, September 30th. Oh. Looking back in my childhood and how unfairly I was treated, um, you know, a lot of my family, they, they didn't do anything to help my mom after my parents divorced. So I did everything. I did all the chores. Like, you know, two and a half eight, of yard, I would break the leaves because no one else would do it. Nobody else would help my mom. I would clean the full house. It was basically like Cinderella. And things have changed now, thank God. But like, there's a lot of steps. Like, yes, I didn't know Christ, but there's a lot of steps before Christ that I'm kind of using today of taking care of my own house and you know taking care of my kids and being a multitasker at its finest. <laughs> Um, but a little bit, that's just a little bit of my childhood. You know, I got into drugs at a young age and I, I just, I rebelled. I moved to different states. Um, sold everything I had just to move out of, out of Virginia beach where I grew up. And it's just crazy to me. I, I look back at my past. And I'm like, man, I was one crazy girl. <laughs> I could see why everybody thought I was crazy. And I didn't know where I was going. I thought they thought I was going to end up in jail and, you know, thank God I didn't. And I made wrong friends and, you know, speaking about, you know, a lot of bad friends, you know, it, when I moved to Vegas, I thought everything was going uphill, but really it went downhill even more, you know, but because of my rebellious and, you know, what guys did to me in my past, you know, being raped and molested multiple times, I was homosexual on the verge of a sex change at a young age. Mm. And um, I found out that I felt that way at 11 years old. I came to my mom and I was like, mom, you know, I'm looking at girls a certain way. And, um, and it was my best friend at the time. And I was like, mom, I, I really like this girl. And I don't know how I, how you feel about that. But I told her I had strong feelings for her and I still remember her name to this day. Um, and she's like, oh, you're just comparing yourself. So I'm like, okay, maybe I am. So. <laughs> I didn't date just one guy, I dated all kinds of guys, and I was fooling around with all of them, because I didn't know what I wanted to do, and what I wanted, and it wasn't until I found a long relationship with a girl in West Virginia off of, uh, I lived, I moved there and lived with her and her family for over two years, mm. and um, it was a very abusive relationship, um, that person abused me in many ways, emotionally, mentally, and physically. I just, man, I just living out there, 112 acres of farmland, I mean, you could disappear in the woods. And there's a lot of times I went up on that hill and I just, I wanted to do it. I wanted to take my life. But something kind of kept me holding on. 
you know? Um, Thank and I God. didn't know that there was price at that time. He was calling me, and it wasn't until my dad called me to Vegas. He's like, just come out here for three months. Leave all your stuff. Leave your makeup. Leave everything behind. We'll get stuff to that, you know, when you come here. Just get out of that place. I mean, living there, you literally went five days without eating. Uh, electricity and power got shut off all the time. Um, I literally had to hustle. Like, I'd buy stuff out of um, the trading post, which is a Craigslist kind of thing, but it was a newspaper. Mm-hmm. I'd buy it. So if it was, like, a, a batch of puppies, I'd buy the batch of puppies. Then I would go sell them at the flea market to get profit after warming them and getting them shots and stuff like that. So I had to hustle. I had to hustle in different ways to make money. I raised chicks and uh, ducks and... I had puppies and kittens and lizards and rats. I sold rats for oh, wow. And, I mean, I, did I, I was a hustler. I, I see that. I, I see that. Myself. Hey, you, you got to do what you got to do. I've been a single mom for 11 years, so I've done many things I'm not proud of, but I've done <laughs> them. And <laughs> I survived. My kids are all, uh, well, they're here. <laughs> Hey, that, yeah, that's something to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the crazy thing is I was also in the heavy witchcraft. Um, oh, wow. And I saw a lot of really crazy Were you doing drugs also then? That I can't really explain to this day. Megan? Um, Megan? Huh? Were you also doing drugs during that time? Uh, there, not so much mm. in West Virginia. It was um, just an abusive relationship? I called that place hell. Um. It, it really was hell. I mean, her dad put a gun to my head twice because, mm. um, and it was a muzzle loader. I don't know if you guys know what a muzzle loader is. Mm-hmm. Um, he put that to my head twice because I stood between him and his daughter, which was my girlfriend, because he was beating the crap out of her. And I was not going to stand for it. And so he put that gun in my face and talk about no fear. I mean, I had no fear. It's like, you better hope you hit me and I die because <laughs> if I get up, you're mine. That's this but, one uh, when she had a gun to her head one time. Oh, yeah. Puzzler, shoot me, MF. Shoot me. Shoot me. <laughs> Two huge barrels, I'm telling you. But, I mean, that was. There's a, a video. There's a video. Oh, God. I wasn't afraid of death, even though I should have been, because I didn't know Christ, and I didn't know if I died, that's, I'd be going to I was going to say, so but... if you were into witchcraft, <laughs> if you were into heavy witchcraft, it makes a lot of sense that it was very chaotic, and, you know. Girl, mm. And if you see the darkness, you know there's the light. Right. Well, there can't but be dark without dark, light. It's like, you think the dark is the light, but really the dark is the dark. That's the right. So it's like about, you so, know, the complete opposite. So tell us um, about your addiction and, like, how that... Oh, sorry. I was say gonna say, I was going to say, why don't you tell us about your, um, when you moved to Vegas, how did you meet Rafaela, and how did you guys get oh, all... Yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so, this is before I came to Christ. Um, in, in Vegas, you have to kind of build a name, and when you're part of the entertainment industry, like, you know, you model It is. And like 
when you, once you're in that unit, it's like it branches off, and like there's so many other people you can meet, so you can actually you make some sort of living for yourself, but really you're not. You're always starving. Like you're mm. always starving. You never have money. Um, but how I met Raph is actually shortly after I met John. Um, I had a, a who's John? In Vegas. It was Izzy Sal. Is your husband? Oh, I was going to yeah, say, sorry. who's John? <laughs> John is my husband, um, which is a God story in itself um, for me to be married to him. Because um, I, I think it's know. right after we met. What, oh, I, I, yeah, right we were just friends, so that's right, crazy. Right, right, after, right. It's crazy <laughs> because it was after all the, right. Okay, you yeah. go ahead. You tell it's the story right for us. <laughs> so here's the crazy thing. So I had a venue, and... Um, I did it for my best friend, um, Jessica, um, which people knew her as Bamboo, and now she's, you know, she goes by her real name, Jessica Grover. Um, she's still my best friend to this day. Um, and I, I can't explain the love I have for that girl. It's a sister love that we knew as soon as we met. And yes, we disappeared from each other, out of each other's lives for years, but it is still, it is stronger now than it ever has been before. Um, it's a, definitely a sister love, but where I'm getting at is, so I had that venue and it was on her birthday. I got kicked out of my own venue. <laughs> and so I had DJs, hers and black lights and fog machines. For an event, right? For her birthday. For, for Jesse's birthday. For her birthday. And that was all word of mouth and just people knew me. And I got kicked out of my own venue. So I show up to my venue, and they're like, you're not allowed in. I'm like, my name is on the contract. What do you mean I'm not allowed in? Little did I know that was God removing me from that life. After I got kicked out of my venue, uh, my roommate, um, who was abusive towards me, uh, he was a friend. He was a very good friend of mine. Um, but he, had some, he left. And uh, I met some people that... I'll just say, I'm not going to say I regret anything, but I met some people that I wish I didn't meet on some level because they were really bad people. And little did I know the things that they really did. Um, they would be a person to my face and there's something completely different behind my back. And they were using me to basically get into Vegas. So, um, long story short, um, they were you know, into drugs and stuff like that. And so I wound up getting more into drugs and, um, basically on some of them were being brainwashed. Um, and there's a lot of things I don't remember that there's a period of my life, um, during that time that I don't remember. It's almost like, a I blacked out because I was so heavily it's on drugs. It's foggy. Yeah. It's that fog that you're not sure if it happened, if it didn't happen. Yeah. The product of your imagination or what truly happened, right? Like, yeah. I, have, I have ears of those. Yeah, so, long story short, um, uh, that person, um, he, he basically, I met this guy, and um, I don't want to mention names, but I met this guy, and he just had me on all kinds of drugs and stuff like that, and he was going around telling people we were going to get married, and you know, that I was going to, I was getting pregnant and all this stuff. And these people are like, what is wrong with her? Like, this does not sound like the Izzy we know. Like, what is wrong with her? And like,
Well, because also, of such days. Because she had, she wasn't Megan. She was Easy. We all knew her by Easy. Oh, that's Izzy. the name that she used. Gotcha. Yeah, Izzy. Um, Izzy Styles. Uh, she's erased now. Thank God. There's a couple pictures out there still, but. Um, so anyway, so he went on telling people that, and um, it, it's it's like my brain goes in and out sometimes, even still to this day. I'm like, we you know what really happened and stuff like that. But I want to walk away from all this. I, I don't want anything to do with any of this anymore. I don't want to hurt anybody that I love, and I don't want to be a part of this life anymore. And um, the person, that man, raped me and let me left me for dead. Um, at my apartment, nobody knew I was there. I didn't have a phone. Um, the electricity was shut off in my apartment, and I don't know how to this day. I don't know how I got out of there, but I wound up being on somebody's couch that I barely knew, and they were trying to put drugs down my throat. And um, so I'm sleeping on this couch. There's burn holes in it. Um, there's glass on the floor. And I'm just like, I have my two pet rats. <laughs> they were like my happy place, my two pet rats, my babies. And um, I didn't know where I was going to go from there. Like, I was like, how do I get back to where I was, where I had a venue and I had a name and, you know, I was building up, you know, my model portfolio and, you know, broadening out of what I want to do entertainment wise. And I wanted to take that further and, um, Somebody that I knew approached me and said, hey, you know, I'm, go, I'm about to go do this interview um, with this radio, this radio host, and I might start an internet radio station. Do you want to do that with me? And I'm like, yes, anything to get off this person's couch. And I'm still in a fog a little bit at this time because I was coming off of these really heavy drugs, which I don't even know what they were. Um, these really heavy drugs, I guess they're experimental or something. And, um, so I went up going out to the arts factory that night with him and it was 8 PM and, you know, there's this group of people sitting around at these little, just little movable fires, the arts factory they used to have, um, they're sitting around in these chairs and there was this group of people. And so I, I noticed, um, John, but I didn't know it was John at the time. I noticed him. I tiptoed around the fire. And I gave him a hug, and then I sat down across from him in the, in, from the fireplace, or the fire pit thing. And um, I thought to myself, why did I just hug that guy? <laughs> I don't know him. I've never met him before in my life. But I could see the fire glowing in his eyes, and I can't explain the feel feeling that came over me. But I knew that this person was going to change my life forever. That's cool. And so after the radio show was done and we did the interview and they asked us all these questions and, you know, what have you done with your life and where do you want to go and all this stuff, you know, and I told, I told them who Izzy Styles was and why I created that person in Vegas. Um, what's crazy is, you know, before Vegas, you know, I, I went by Megan, but Megan associated with so much pain and heartache and just you know people in my family hated that person and that person had a lot of baggage mm -hmm. and so when i moved to vegas i'm like i'm gonna create a name and i created izzy styles and 
at that time, Izzy Styles was the only Izzy Styles you could see on Google. Okay, you could type in Izzy Styles. I was the only one. How that name got out there a lot more, I don't know. I did a lot of performance and entertainment and stuff like that. Maybe people thought it was catchy. I was on a, I tried for a, uh, a TV show, which I don't remember what show it was, but I don't know. But <clears throat> long story short, so I created Izzy Styles. And so when I started this radio show, I was like, okay, so now my voice can be heard. And so I was doing this radio show a little bit with them, and I, I was calling it On the Bright Side, and this in your internet radio show. Me and John became best friends. Um, and the friendship we had was very deep. It was just instant, very deep. And he approached me that night at the interview, and he's like, I don't know what you've done, what you're going through, what you've been through. All I know is I need to help you. And you cannot say no. And I'm just like <laughs> in shock. Like, who's this person? Like, why do I trust you had so much? He, had he been so in weird. recovery? Did he know well, that no, you were? No, I was about to be evicted off this person's couch. <laughs> great place anyway. So I was about to be evicted off this person's couch because I wouldn't do drugs with them and I wasn't going to strip for money, um, even though I did that in my past. Um, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll let you help me. So I was doing the radio show, and then I was doing it with this person that brought me a part of it, and I didn't like his attitude. So I was like, me and John, we're going to do a radio show together. <laughs> So then he wound up leaving and going to this other internet radio show producer or whatever. I'm like, awesome. So it was just me and John. Oh, that's and uh, cool. we did the radio show with each other. Um, and we would bicker back and forth, almost like an old married couple. Like I would talk British sometimes. I would say, go eat a shoe. And people would laugh and they would listen to her in their radio show. <laughs> it was kind of funny. People were like, they're totally dating. And so people would come up to us. And they're like, how long have you guys been together? You guys are so cute together. I'm like, no, we're not together. Because I'm gay. I'm gay. And he's like, she's gay. Like, Because I remember I thought the same thing when, when I came. In, yeah. I don't know. What? That's where I was getting Why did I? Yeah. Why did I even come? I don't even remember. Well, exactly. We were, this is where I was getting at. So me and John were doing a radio show. And things weren't where we wanted to be and were you um, still using at this time or were you talents you have megan dance right i'm like yeah megan huh were you still using at this time or were you clean by then how did you i was using i i would run into people that i knew for my you know and I had my venue and stuff like that. And, so you were not you know, in recovery. So how did you find recovery? Um, that's where I was getting at. So I was doing the radio show with John, and we decided to start a dance team so we can go to EDC and uh, use the radio show as a loophole to get in. Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. You know, we know people. We have a following. Here's that's our dance right. team. Right? And so this is where I met Raph. Even though she was in it longer than I was, she was in the go-go dance gang way before I was. Sure, um, she's the we, queen we of go-go dance. <laughs> I was a head dancer. And um, it felt good to kind of 
being that leadership because I was always a follower and all the dance crews I was a part of. So it was different to be in that leadership. I'm like, wow, this is it. No, it wasn't it. So it all fell to pieces. Um, after somebody that was a part of the radio show uh, basically ripped me apart. And uh, I wound up leaving the radio. I was still friends with John, and I was still living with John. Um, or oh, I forgot to get to that part. So John took me in in this tiny little apartment. Um, and the other two people were staying in the room. So we we had my mattress. We went to my place and got the mattress. And we had a giant pillow between us. Um, so he wouldn't make me feel uncomfortable. And uh, so he's like hugging the wall. You know? <laughs> and um, long story short, so... Um, I was staying with him. I was doing flameology. I wound up spitting fire. I, start, I walked away from all the dance crew and stuff like that. I was like, this this isn't what I, what I want to do. I'm done. And so I walked away from it. And um, I saw Raph here and there. Like, I ran into her at the Arts Factory first Friday. Um, I still went to a few, a few like, go-go dance events. Because um, it was in Vegas. I can't, I can't describe that lifestyle. Raph, can you describe it? Like, I can't describe it. Like, it's almost like every night there's a party going on and there's bobo dancers and DJs and it's like... So I did I did through agencies, so... I did, I was agent there. Modeling agencies, so... And that's how I got to keep a job for so long because mm-hmm. I wasn't hired at one specific work. I would go to different venues. So even though I would screwed up a lot, because I wouldn't show up or show up late or whatever, it didn't really matter because I was only there for that day or for that weekend, you know what I mean? Okay. And on to the next. And that's how I get to keep like a lot of my work and still work throughout the madness that was my life back then, you know, because... But it's like this never-ending have- cycle. I can't describe that life, living in Vegas and you're part of that crew. Like you're just, it's a never-ending cycle. And it's like, how do I get out? Because it consumes you. I was going to say, it and swallows it you up. It literally does. Vegas literally does. It swallows you up, and before you know it, you're doing drugs, even though you said you never do drugs again, or you never do drugs in the first place, or, you know, you become an alcoholic easily. You know, you go to, for example, you would go to uh, a bar or an event, and, like, you meet somebody there, and then they're giving out free shots and free booze, and, like... That you're like I'm telling you, especially when you're a woman, everything is paid for. <laughs> and trust me, I know a lot of them out there like, oh, well, that's nice. Everything's paid for. Yeah, but it's not worth your soul. Right. Because when it's free, it's like, oh, give me more, give me more, right. give me more, give me more, give me more. And it's like nothing ever satisfies that. Mm. Nothing but Christ. You know, so I did the radio show, and I wound up moving in with my ex-girlfriend and John um, because we wanted to get away from the other two people that are part of the radio show um, or the radio crew, I'll say. And um, like I said, I don't want to mention names. That's when we did. That's when we did our um, photo shoot. Yeah, girl. I like those pictures. Yeah, they were not bad, actually. It could have been worse. Can you find them? <laughs> I, yeah, I still, I still have a lot of those photos. Um, I'll have to see if they can be approved to, to put on. <laughs> Megan's, I think you have some pictures for 
Oh, that'll be good. I, I kept cer- I kept certain ones for uh, so I could basically create a timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of performance photos. Like I did a lot of things with Jessica. Um, like I said, me and her were best friends before Christ, and um, we did everything together. I mean, I made costumes for her. Like we made costumes together. Like we were literally a team. And um, that's so the- cool. We all did like we all did me, Jess, um, Megan, plus a bunch of other people. We all were in the same scene of dancers, go go dance, modeling. Oh. Uh, and then even after Megan, Jessica and I worked together for many years to come. Jessica we're um, gonna have on next week. Yes. And <laughs> we worked together many years to come after Megan like disappeared. Oh okay. she like disappeared for a while. She was the first one to get sober. Oh, so you got so. sober first, Megan? Huh? You got yeah. sober first? Oh, wow. So how long have you been sober now? 2012. Wow, awesome. Congratulations. Gave my life in 2013, March 10th. Oh, thank God. So it's been over seven years. I've been walking with Jesus, and That's I haven't looked so back. That's amazing. Love I've it. I've been tempted. So how did you back. how Several did you times. find recovery the then? Of my walk, because how easy, you know, if you don't keep your eyes on the Lord, and it's just like right there. People are like, hey, do you want to do this event? You get four hundred dollars in one night. We're like, I really need money right now, and I could do it right now. No, is that the devil? Tempted? I st- I still to this day, I get. I just got an email, just literally last week, too, on the same day, and I was like, what is happening today? What is happening today that I'm getting all these emails, you know? Yeah, because the devil's going to do everything he can to stop us from God's will. So this is where I was getting at. So I, I wound up running a house with John and my ex-girlfriend. Me and my ex-girlfriend broke up um, because she, she ripped my heart out, how to say. <laughs> she cheated on me. And um, me and John were just friends. And so we wound up leaving, getting our own place together. And we were still just friends at this time. I was doing the radio show, and he was going to work. And it was a a pretty cool friendship, you know? Like, I basically was treating him like I was his... I was treating him like he was my husband, but we weren't (laughs) even dating. And I didn't even realize it. Crazy. It's like we had this friendship, but I was also, like, his wife, but we weren't together, so it was weird. So, that was crazy. So, how I came to Christ, we were at this convention, um, where on my first start is we were at the porn convention, Avian Awards, and I was doing the radio with John, and I didn't feel right being there, but, you know, the other person, a part of the radio show, even even though we weren't living with him, um, we still wanted to kind of continue on to try to, you know, build up his DJ name and stuff like that. And so we're at the ABN Awards, and this girl approached me, and she was from Hookers for Jesus, and um, amazing woman. She came up to me, and she's like, can I pray for you? And she's like, I don't know why, I just had this straw, but can I pray for you? Well, everything else blew up in my life, so I was like, well, why not? This is something I haven't tried, <laughs> and I don't judge anyone, so Sure. Time, I mean, I was still, I mean, I wanted nothing to do about Christ and stuff like that, but I wanted something different. Yeah, has you ever been to church before or anything like that? Huh? 
Have you ever been to church before or anything like that? Not really. No, huh? I mean, I, I, off and on, like, throughout my life, like, I, I went to uh, a church camp with uh, a man that was severely abusing me. Um, he called himself Christian, um, which that started my completely against Christianity. Um, and then I had a friend that I met that invited me to another church event, and the people prayed over me. And um, I want to, something really bad happened after I went to that event, and I remember throwing the Bible, and I had a little wooden cross around my neck, and it's so crazy to say, it was a little wooden cross that I got at the altar. And I remember being really mad at my mom's house at the dining room table because of something that happened. I don't remember what it was, but I ripped it off my neck, and I threw it across the room. I never could find it. And it's not like the house was dirty. It's like the cross literally just disappeared. <laughs> That's crazy. I wasn't saved because it's one of those things when you truly get saved, you have to mean it with your whole heart. For sure. You have to surrender and repent for your sins. You have to truly understand the meaning of it because you can go throughout your whole life. How did you get to that point? You know the Bible and stuff like that, but truly not be saved. True. How did you, know, you get so to that point? I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know you know, who Christ was. All I know is he died for, you know, something on the cross. And, um, I don't remember how old I was at this time. You know, this is one of those things, like, I should have notes. I should have things written down. Um, but, uh, so anyways, so those are the only things, um, and the majority of my family is Catholic. So that's probably the only times. Oh, okay. So when did you, did you get saved before you and John got together or after? Because I didn't know this. No, I, I trust me, I was so, not safe. <laughs> <laughs> I was into heavy witchcraft, Buddhism, paganism, Wicca. Wow. So when you guys got together? Yeah. We were actually, me and John went to a Druid temple in Vegas. It was like that one that's like 45 minutes out of town um, and worshipped a pagan goddess together. Well, there's only one god, but so uh, I'll say a pagan deity together wow I have no that's idea. interesting so, i don't know what all that means but john's it's interesting he know that he was going to be bringing john back because john ran away from god for 16 years uh -huh. god called him to, to be a preacher he did two speech classes dropped out said god find somebody else i'm gonna run away to vegas to be a dj <laughs> He was raised Southern Baptist, and these are things I did not know about him until that day at the AVN Awards, um, where that girl prayed for me. That because was the start, huh? After that day, something something felt different inside of me. No, I didn't say amen and stuff like that because I didn't know, um, but I felt almost like a that was different, and I kind of liked it. But the person I was with, I was like, hey, I think I'm going to go to church. And she's like, you're crazy. You don't want to go to church. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'm crazy. Well, I kept that card. And it was black with a big B on it for Valley Bible Fellowship in Vegas, which is now Valley Vegas. And um, I kept that card. And it was in my bag. But I didn't know it was in that bag. Um, how I came to Christ is so me and John, we were still trying to do things, you know, entertainment-wise to build our name and we we're trying to do it together as a team and um 
we got hired for a convention in town, which was the Chance Convention. He was a DJ, and I was a dancer. We were a duo. And um, <laughs> it was like a three-day thing. That's my babies. It was a three-day thing, and um, we wound up going to the after party, which was at Hustler, the biggest strip club, I think, in the world. Yeah. And um, we were at a VIP party, so we were on, you had to go to an elevator to go up to that floor. And so we show up to this after party, and there was only four people there. Me and John are like, where is everybody? And they're like, you guys are the only ones that showed. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're here. So I was drinking a Shirley Temple, nothing alcoholic. Um, John was drinking a Diet Coke. <laughs> it's funny. Anyways, drinking a Diet Coke, that's his go-to for everything. Um, Me too. You just a Diet Coke. And this woman, she was the owner's wife of, uh, it was Impulse, was a company that we were supporting and um, not advertising, but we were basically, when people were walking around, we were trying to get people to come to the booth to tell them about Impulse. And um, the owner's wife, um, her name was Jessica. And uh, she's like, you know, can I talk to you? I just, I want to know more about you. And so she's talking, I'm talking and stuff like that. And all of a sudden she starts for four and a half hours. She was going over things in my life that nobody knew things about my life. I've told only a few people who John was in my life, everything that happened with my dancing career and losing my venue and bad things that happened to me. Like there's no way for this woman to know this information. No way. For four and a half hours. And I didn't know what four and a half hours had passed until John's looking at me like, are you alive over there? I'm, I mean, I'm over here talking to this person, but <laughs> it's four and a half hours. <laughs> he's, like, he's not wearing a watch. He's like looking at his watch like it is there. Um, and I just stopped her and I'm just like, wait a second. Like, how did you know all that information? And I had this feeling come over me and I didn't know it was God at the time, but this feeling of just compassion and love, and it just like engulfed me. Like, I can't explain it, but it just like engulfed me. No, baby, you gotta stay in there. <laughs> you gotta stay in What are you doing? You gonna put that in the fridge? This is a real live interruption. <laughs> <laughs> this is my baby. Um, this is mom life. So, I was a little freaked out. Like, I dealt with spiritual things that happened to me in my life. Like, I've seen demons. Like, I've seen shadows. Like, all that weird stuff. But there was nothing that compared to this moment. And basically, this woman, she's like, if you just believe in God, you're finding true purpose. And what do you create to do on this earth? That's the question I had my entire life. My entire life. I was incredibly artistic. Um, I, I can make... A masterpiece out of trash like Raffaella like uh, some of the costumes I made like nobody knows what I really made them out of like they were things that I had scraps of other things like I would rip apart other things and make one thing like it was crazy um and Noah baby can you go in there Noah can you go in there I'll be in there in a little bit <laughs> he misses me I know um, <laughs> almost done. Almost done. Yeah, so. Almost done. Almost done. <laughs> We're going to make your plane in a little bit. So, long story short, 
That's the question I had my entire life. That I would always ask myself, like, what was I created? What was I created to do? Honestly, what was I created to do? Be a mom. Can we do that? Can you please go in there? Go take that in there. We'll do that in a little bit, okay? We'll start it. Go in there. Quarantine life. I want to sit down. Baby, I need to go in there.
told you to get any of this painting stuff, so I knew that it was God. And so a little over a year ago, I started painting, and I've been painting for a little over a year now. Um, I've sold a lot of pieces and stuff like that, but God has given me the talent to paint in a very short period of time. And now, trust me, it took dedication, it took determination, it took patience, um, which I didn't have patience until I had kids. Um, but that's what he's given me to, because I've been praying on it for years, Lord, how do I bring scripture into people's homes? And I thought it was with music. It's not with music. How do I bring scripture into people's homes? How do I spread the gospel with the talent that you've given me? And it's painting. And so that's what I do now with my ministry, The World Needs More Color, which, you know, soon I'm going to be launching all of that. It takes it takes work. It's been over a year now, but it takes work, and it's going to be, you know, released in God's perfect time. But um, basically my paintings are scripture. So God will give me a vision. It's almost like a daydream. I can't describe it. It's like just pops in my head, and I know it's the Lord saying, I want you to paint this. And so sometimes they completely change on me. I'll be painting it halfway through and it just changes into something else or it changes into something more. And God reveals to me that it's scripture. The one that I just did and finished um, during isolation was supposed to be for a charity, a charity event for stepping stones here in town. And um, it was for a good friend of mine. Because he's actually, he bought two pieces from me already, one for him and one for his wife. Um, he supports you know what God's called me to do and um, I really appreciate him as a friend and um, he wanted me to do a piece for the charity event for stepping stones I said absolutely well because of the isolation and stuff like that that all got shut down and God said I still want you to paint this painting I'm like okay I'm, I'm gonna paint this painting well God gave me the time you know in between taking care of the house taking care of the kids John was still working at this time because his job was considered essential and um, I finished this painting. It's a lion, the king of Judah. And it's a white lion. And it's got, you know, Jesus' crown of thorns on his head. And it's got a red cobra in his mouth. And he's biting into the cobra, so there's blood coming down. I know it sounds graphic, but that cobra not only represents that Jesus defeated the devil, it's also Jesus is defeating, defeating the virus. That's so and cool. the red represents the viruses from China so that's so cool uh, will you do me a favor Megan will you do me a favor will you send me um a picture of that and like a a description so that we can post it for you and um and and post that because I'd love to see that yeah I'd love to see that a lot of my products I have a uh an e-commerce store that's oh what's the website um, I basically just have to click activate. Everything's already lined up. I'm getting a professional camera, so I'm going to be retaking a lot of my photos. So oh, great. On merchandise. Well, when it's because up, I, you just let us know, and we'll we'll post it, too, so that we all... I appreciate that, because it's not yeah. for me. Yeah, it's no, exactly. Because um, not everybody has the money to buy canvases and buy, you know, because I do custom work, basically. Yeah. Um, let's say you asked me to do um, Galatians... Raphaela, the one that you just oh, mentioned. Oh, yeah. You know, you would give me that scripture, and you're like, I want this in the painting, or whatever you, whatever God has you put on it, paint this painting for me. And so I do linear pricing, so it's per square inch, because I feel that's, if that's, that to me is 
a comfortable way for me to sell it. Because if I did hourly, they'd be way overpriced. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they take a long time. Yeah. Sometimes right. I said people keep saying. people keep asking I me. I don't feel that's right. I don't want to charge a lot of money because then I, I feel like I'm doing it for the money. Right. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to get the fruit. Right. But I'm doing it to spread the gospel. I'm doing it to you know for my brothers and sisters in Christ to have that painting on their wall and it remind them of their favorite, their favorite scripture. And that's what always brings them back to God. Oh, God, or something like that. Or somebody who doesn't know the Lord, if they're like, okay, well there, this painting is this scripture. What does this mean? And so they go and they look it up and like, Oh, and they look at the painting. So hopefully bringing people to Christ, you know, so, but the e-commerce store, I mean, I'm going to have my paintings on mugs, t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, hoodies, pants, um, blankets. I love that. That's great. That way people can have that item. That's and it's great. more affordable. Yeah. You know, it's not, I mean, e-commerce stores are not cheap. They, they charge you an arm, arm and a leg, but they basically take over the legwork of having right. the warehouse and you know, sending your item out for you instead of me having my own storage unit, that would be a pain. Hey, Megan, how, what would you say for somebody that is struggling with some of the same things that you struggled or, or how that is changing their life so dramatic or so drastic? Like you have, I have, you know, what would you say for somebody like that? Honestly, um, to this day, I deal with anger issues because of a lot of bad things that happened to me, um, and God has led me into ways that I can cope with it, um, and instead of lashing out to, you know, be constructive instead of destructive, and um, painting has really helped me therapeutically because it's my time with Jesus, you know, painting, I, I don't have any background in painting, God has given me the gift of painting, um, not only for therapy for me, but to inspire others. So I would, honestly, I, I would, something that could probably help you is doing something creative, singing, dancing, writing, um, painting, drawing, um, crochet, sewing. I mean, anything creative, because when you do something creative, because we came from, from such a creative God, um, created the heavens, the earth, and all of us, which are incredibly complex. Um, if you do something creative, it completely takes your mind off of what you're feeling in that moment. More than any drug and alcohol could ever do for you. I love that. Yeah, totally. Just I to, think so too. Make something up. Make it a hobby. And, and, you That's know, what I've done with the sewing. Industry. I it never sewed before in my life. I've never sewed before. I mean, I, I sewed like simple things before, but I've yeah. never done, I've never cut a pattern and sewn from a pattern and, and, and figured things out. And I have figured it out and it's not perfect, but they're homemade and they're made by me and it's my expression of love to people. So I totally get what you're saying. I can totally relate to that. Because you're putting your, uh, and I paint also, I love that, um, putting your heart and soul on the canvas for God. It's not for me. Like, I painted something on Good Friday 
just because the sunset was beautiful and it was good Friday and I was just in my feelings and, you know, and I just like, <laughs> let awesome. it go, you know, and I painted this beautiful sunset and, and grasscape of, you know, the crucifixion and it was really cool. It's, you know, I'm just, I think, I don't know how old you are, but like I'm in my forties and I feel like I've, I've come into an awakening this year of like really, um, deciding who I am and not giving two cares of what anyone else thinks and that artist in me has come out so i think when i gave when i give everything else up the real me is coming out so i get that the artist in you is like coming out and it was able to flourish because you weren't pushing it down with drugs and alcohol <laughs> you know well, i mean i was i was very very creative and artistic and you know Raph knows this, like, just the way that I used to walk around as Izzy Styles. Like, I had colorful, handmade dreads in my hair. I had mm. my top top hats on. Everything I had on that I was wearing, I pretty much made. But you were a character. You made yeah. something to be yeah. someone else because you, you didn't want to be yourself. And now yeah. you get to be yourself, who's an artist and a beautiful mother and a, and a wife and, you know, all these things. And, you know, I don't know a lot about, I don't know a lot about everything, but I know a little bit about, about that lifestyle because my daughter's gay and my other daughter is, uh, you know, she's questioning herself and I myself has, have questioned myself. So I, I get where that can come from and, and after life experiences. So it's, it's interesting to hear your life now that you're married and you know, things are different now, but it's still who oh, you are and it's still part of your story. And it's only Christ. It's only God. It's only God. You know, and, and that's what I try to show people is, you know, I, I say, and this is something on my Facebook quote, um, I paint because I love it and to share my walk and testimony with Christ. Mm. That's why I paint. Love it. I don't paint, you know, not, I mean, I, of course I enjoy it, but I do it for him because of what, you know, Raph was saying in the, in the beginning in Galatians, you know, we are a new creation and we, we need to represent him. You know, I don't want people to look at my paintings and say, Oh, that's Megan Lavender. No, I want people to look at my paintings like that's Jesus. Yeah. I want to be, I want those paintings to point to Jesus, Yeah. you know, and if I died tomorrow, I would want the world to know that Jesus is who he says he is, that every word in the Bible is truth. Every word I'm in the Bible is truth and that we should give it all for him because he gave it all for us. Yes. We're here to uh, temporary It is so good. This, this is not so our good, so good, so good. We have to wrap it up, but I want to say first, before we go, that I'm so proud of you, so proud to know you. You know, I wish you lived closer so we could do play dates again like we did the last time that I saw you. I miss you so much, and I'm so happy. And thank you so much for sharing your heart and your art and your family with us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Same to you, girl. I, I know, right? It was really well, a I pleasure meeting you. It was such a pleasure meeting you, Megan, and I'm just so glad that we got a chance to meet and talk, and I'd love to have you on again and and yeah. talk more about art and life, and, you know, I, I'm really, yeah. I'm really trying to find myself, and I'm really, like, 
I, I vibe with you. I really like you. <laughs> I think you're cool. Well, the, a tip that I can give you, yeah. and this is, I mean, I've had a, a hard walk with Christ because I had a lot of stuff I had to yeah. let go of, a lot of transformation to turn into this butterfly, okay? And I'm still transforming. <laughs> Advice I can give you to find yourself, the closer you get to Christ, the more oh, yeah. he shines through you the more you will see who you really are. Because yeah. our worth isn't him. Oh, 100%. You know, yeah. during this isolation time, trust me, it hasn't been easy. It's amazing. Because it really is, is cool. I would, I'm in the Bible a lot more, you version app, I'm, you know, calling people, talking about Jesus. Like, yeah. I can awesome radio show with you guys, you know, and this is a time I'm really kind of like getting my focus on, you know, because this business is going to launch and I want Christ to shine, you know? Absolutely. And of course, I want to benefit my family. I want to bring my husband home so he doesn't have to sell cars anymore, which is a very difficult job, you know? I've done it several times. <laughs> it's not easy. But, you know, there are goals. And it's like this is time I've been able to really focus on my family, really focus on my on Christ, really focus on you know, the world needs more color, which is my ministry, you know, and to, to speak to people more, you well, know, I mean, we can, we can use this time, you know, either to just cry about it or we can use it as an opportunity for other things. And Absolutely. that's, what's going to set us differently from everybody else. You know, yeah. like we can see it as an opportunity to do, to spend time with your family, to spend quality time with your family, to grow your yeah. business in a different way to be more compassionate to be more passionate to be you know and i try to remind myself of that daily you know this is not happening to me it's happening for me and you know this is it's happening for me like it's a, you know even though it's it's chaotic and it's sad and it sucks and it's not good but i try to have a mentality like that and it makes the days a little easier you know but we have to go I think Barb has a doctor's appointment here in 15 minutes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Megan. I love you so much. Love hey, guys, don't forget, don't forget to follow us on social media, Instagram, Recovery 201, um, Facebook, Recovery 201 Podcast. If you have any questions, email us at recovery201podcast at gmail.com. And like we always say, if life gets lifey. Stay prayed up. Speak love. Spread hope. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.